and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. Today, we're talking about how to change your mind and when you might want to do it. Like, I'm uh, distracted by the fact that Barry and I are now our one-car family because I sold my van. Right. And now Barry is able to drive when he wasn't supposed to be able to drive. Oh. And so now I'm car shopping, which is, you know, it's okay. It's kind of fun, but a little frustrating. Yeah. Well, uh, why is it frustrating? Well, it's a great time to sell a used car, which I did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, but it's not a great time to buy a car. Because yeah. Of, like the reasons that make it great to sell one are the reasons why it's bad to try to buy one. Exactly. There aren't that many yeah. of them. Right. And um, because I've learned in life that when Shannon Wilkinson suggests something, I should just do it <laughs> and, and I will succeed. It's been happening for 20 years now. It's going great. <laughs> I decided that I wanted to get the car you have, which is a a Nissan Leaf. And the 2022 version is actually less expensive than the 2021 version. They had a price drop. So there's no, so I wanted 2022. And yeah, they're not easy to find. By the way, there are two or three in Portland. I've been, that's how much I know about. Oh, yeah. Well, are you sure you don't want to just fly here, get one and drive it home? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's where I am right now. Oh, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but rather, I'll probably stick closer to home. And I was talking to, I talked to somebody in Kentucky and somebody in, I think, Kansas or Kansas City anyway. And uh, uh-huh. and uh, the cars that come, that I find are are gone by the time I talk to somebody. Uh-huh. So, or sold. So anyway, um I'm excited to buy an all-electric car. It makes me really excited, but I'm getting a little bit frustrated, too. Yeah, yeah. And so is it, I mean, is part of the, I mean, obviously part of the frustration is you can't buy what you planned to buy. Mm -hmm. Um, But have you considered changing your mind? I, well, not so much. I mean, it's funny because I was thinking the Nissan Leaf and then I changed my mind to a Prius. And then I got back on the leaf wagon, and it's hard to fall off of it. I, because I, I, I did change my mind once, <laughs> and then I convinced myself <laughs> that I could handle the um, all electric aspect. I didn't need the safety of a hybrid. Right. Um, yeah. So I haven't, I haven't really thought about change. It's funny. It's flickered through my head, but then I thought, oh, stick to it, Janine. It's too soon to give up. Yeah, it's interesting how that happens. Mm-hmm. Like you get really committed to the the decision that you've made. Yeah, I thought about looking at other high, uh, electrics, and I can't even get myself to do that. I mean, I'm really I'm, <laughs> I I want what you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know the thing that's sort of funny about that is, I mean, I I love our car, um, but. Th- 
And it's great that the 2022s they've lowered the price on, but they lowered the price on them because they recognize that they're not the top of the, um, I don't, I can't remember what it's called in cars, not genre, but the top of the, this car type. Maybe category? Yeah. Yeah. This category. Right. But that's okay with me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like that. Yeah. I think it would be healthy for me to like get myself in a mind space where I'm not just reflexively hanging on to this idea and, and, and perhaps considering other options. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, that's something that we tend to do when we when we make a decision to do something, then you like the more the longer you've been committed to it, the stronger you're commitment feels to you even if the reasons why you originally committed to it are no longer true or relevant (laughs) right yeah it's it's our human nature right yep Mm -hmm. yep it's um called commitment bias or escalation of commitment Mm -hmm. interesting yeah um and then there are a lot of things that sort of factor into that depending on the situation you're in where the commitment is escalating but the the way to um sort of get around that well i think first is to recognize whether or not that's the case like are you hanging on to this just because you decided to and you've decided to for long enough that like it feels like you need to stick with this commitment Mm. Are you asking me that? Or are you just stating that's something I should think about? It's something you think about. Okay. Uh, but w- you can also answer if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I am. I think I need to think about it. And I need what I'd like to do is consider that question. And um, my, I might come back to, nope, this is what I want and I'm willing to wait. Or I might, yeah. I might come to, well, you know what? I can. I can get one of these instead and so I think I'm not I feel like I'm open to considering it but it may not have been before this conversation (laughs) right well and that's a great place to start like you know to to take a moment to look at you know sort of where you're at and deciding you know are the things that that helped me or made me commit to this in the first place are they still relevant and and you can also just imagine like okay just let's clear the slate pretend none of that ever happened Mm -hmm. if i were making this decision fresh today what decision would i want to make or you know what decision feels right today not considering all of the um things that went into making a decision previously Mm mm-hmm and it strikes me that um, it's one of these situations where if I said to myself, what if a friend came to me with this, with this question? What mm-hmm. would I say to them? Like, how would I suggest that they consider figuring this out rather than um, th- then I think that would help me. I, I do this to my, I do this all the time. Right? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it helps me like take away my previous biases or, or as, or even the time committed in the past to trying to figure it out. That's that fresh, that fresh slate that you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
because there is that element too of that idea of sunk costs like you've already put the time into figuring out this is the car you want Mm -hmm. so you don't want to feel like that time was wasted right and that's isn't that's proven to be a fallacy right the sunk cost like people some people say that um it's they argue against using that sunk cost as a reason to stick with something Yes, it is. It's a it is a fallacy when people but it, it's another bias that we fall into. Like, well, mm-hmm. I've already spent time, money, energy, whatever into this decision. So I should keep spending time, money, energy doing this thing mm-hmm. um, isn't always the the um, best course of action. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And, it, and one of the things that really sort of gets in the way apparently is when other people know about the decision like changing your mind when people are already aware of the decision that you have made or a previous commitment that you made make it harder like that escalates commitment more that makes that feeling of sunk costs feel like even more valuable i totally believe that i mean and it's so funny because it doesn't really matter right like if i change my mind right now I've told some people that's what I want to buy. And if they said, why did you change your mind? I would tell them. I mean, like, yeah. it's no reflection on me. It's not, doesn't make me, uh, my decision to change, you know, whatever car I decide to get worse. Right. Uh, but it's so true that I, that crosses my mind a lot. Um, and some to the point where sometimes I don't tell people stuff <laughs> for yeah. fear, fear if I'm not sure about it. Right. But uh-huh. it's such a silly worry, at least especially in this particular um uh, instance where you know my cars, nobody nobody cares about what I drive. <laughs> Maybe you'll care a little because I'm trying to drive what you drive, and then we'll have fun talking about it. But otherwise, <laughs> and maybe you can tell me how to fix the darn car play thing that is annoying me to death. But. Oh, I would love to be able to help you with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it. But you know, I just want you to get a car that works for you and that you're mm-hmm. happy with. Yeah. And the other thing is, I'm like on this, um, I've got a little bit of fear of missing out going on here because I really am not necessarily in that big a hurry. I mean, it's it's inconvenient to have a uh, only one car, but you know, we have a shared calendar, we're coordinating things. Um, right. But I think, gosh, if I wait, if I put this on the back burner, and what if a and then I'm traveling, as you know, in October. What if I miss out on a chance to get this? <laughs> I need to get on it now, um, which is probably not true. I think I put in some false urgency on it, potentially. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, I would get one tomorrow if I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Like when you sit down and and give yourself the space to consider all of the things that are going through your mind when you're when you're making a decision or have made a decision there's a lot at play very little of which actually factors into rational reasons to make the decision (laughs) nicely put i was wondering (laughs) how you were gonna say that um yeah and and so do you suggest like just taking on a piece of paper and just writing down the answers to those questions or why why am I um why did I come to this decision what are the what questions should I ask myself well I think that the thing like you know that you're in a position where it could make sense for you to change your mind 
So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a little bit different place. But so, you know, you, you know, this isn't happening the way you want it to. So it makes sense to sit down and see, just ask yourself, like, if I were to make this decision today, disregarding everything that has happened up to this point, you know, give myself a clean slate, what choice would I make now? Mm-hmm. Or what questions do I need to have answered now? Or um, the other thing I do is, um, and this is like in making an initial decision, and I think I talked about this on um, the episode where we talked about buying the car, where once I decide to, to um, once I make a big decision, especially one around money, I think, okay, so I've decided I'm going to spend this money. Is there any other way I would like to spend it? Mm. That's interesting. Whenever I make a decision, a big decision, especially around money, I want it burns a hole in my pocket. I want, <laughs> I want to do. I like to act on big decisions immediately. Uh, uh-huh. Really. Um, excited to act on it makes you crazy to have to wait so that's kind of, so i figured that's where you were going with it but no you had a much more um rational question to ask yourself <laughs> is there any other way i'd like to spend this money yeah and i mean you could you could do it the same with um like i don't know what just popped into my head is you know i've over the years have committed time to different um volunteer opportunities mm-hmm. and it's like oh so you know, I've decided I'm going to spend X number of hours volunteering because, you know, this opportunity presented itself. So now that I've decided I'm going to volunteer, is this how I, does this feel like the right fit for how I want to spend that time? Mm -hmm. That budget of time, my volunteer hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think it's useful to ask yourself these questions about things that maybe you aren't consciously thinking about changing but you know about your job or about a hobby or about you know how you spend your time or something to just ask yourself like you know especially if you've been in a job for a while like does does this job still fulfill what i want it to fulfill Mm -hmm. am i just doing this job because i've never even thought about leaving because it's what i do yeah. Mm-hmm. Same can yeah. be true of relationships as well. Right. All kinds of relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I think it's useful to um, allow yourself the opportunity to sort of experiment and consider how else you might choose to commit yourself. You know, whether it's time, money, energy you know, emotionally, whatever. Well, and I think, you know, the pandemic did a real good job of uh, helping a lot of people consider alternative (laughs) alternatives, right? When in my business and when I stopped being able to work, um, uh, you know, we had to change a few things up. Now we're working again. And and some of those changes have uh, um, stayed, like the, the size of the team we bring in. We had to make the size smaller because uh, we're trying to make sure to minimize the chance of spreading the disease. And we found out that the smaller teams work really well. 
So Yeah, which you probably wouldn't have considered. And sort no. of logically, you wouldn't necessarily think that would be the case. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's been a real... Um, uh, and it wasn't so much I consciously changed. Well, I guess it did consciously change my mind because I was trying to be safe because right. we were trying to you know, slowly re-entering the work, the work, you know, people's right. homes. But you were thinking about it in terms of like what feels more safe as opposed to you know what's more efficient or effective or mm-hmm. fun or you know better for the client or you know you weren't thinking about those sorts of things. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you know I think the there were, I'm sure I'm not alone in lots of decisions like that uh, being made during the pandemic. Lots of changing of mind about how we usually do things. Right. Uh, thanks to the fear of, uh, you know, the very real fear of getting sick, very sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, with people who have a tendency towards perfectionism, that this is extra tough. Mm. Because, you know, when you make a decision, you you really want it to be the perfect decision. And, you know, we can spend a lot of time rationalizing things or justifying things to make them feel like they are the perfect decision when in reality, if you looked at it from a more neutral place, um, they might not be. Right, yeah, so taking that step back and clearing the slate, so to speak, and as you say, looking at it from a neutral place, that's, that's a great suggestion. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know. I just think if we can cultivate, I know this is something that I'm trying to do, is to cultivate being more um, experimental and curious and, you know, trying different things rather than just doing things the way I'm doing them because that's the way I've been doing them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so um, it's... It's sort of fun to think about, well, let's just say I decided to not be a coach anymore. What would I want to do? Mm-hmm. And just sort of see where that takes you. And then, and maybe what I might discover is, oh, in fact, I really do want to be a coach. And there's this thing that, I, that isn't part of it that I would like to be. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, an, that's like a great uh, addition to... Uh an end of the year retreat or, yeah. um, or any time of the year retreat or <laughs> right. strategic planning or what have you. Um, yeah, because so many of us make these changes because they're forced upon us. Or Yes. Um, I, you don't have to wait until you're miserable to make a change in your work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to soil the nest to make yourself leave it. <laughs> yeah, they were sort of what evocative <laughs> phraseology <laughs> well i normally say it with different words <laughs> i see <laughs> i can't say in a non-explicit podcast but it worked still worked yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh but we would like to hear from you our listeners how do you change your mind are there things that you think you may need to change your mind about you can let us know on social media Facebook and Instagram, we're at Getting to Good Enough. On Twitter, we're at GTG Enough. You can head over to the show notes and leave a comment 
uh, at gettingtogoodenough.com or you can leave us a voice message at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Until next time, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. aren't you? <laughs> I wasn't, but now I am. <laughs>